Welcome to episode one of Tight One Podcast, the winner's edition, a little later than expected. I wanted to start this podcast in March, but I thought, why not start it when the lockdown in the UK is starting to ease up a bit? It's a bit more of a special occasion to start right on the cusp of when the world seems to be opening up, at least in the UK anyway. But we are here, episode one of Tight One Podcast. If you tune in, thank you. We've made it episode one. Uh, there is no theme music or anything like that. Just of yet, yeah, maybe in the future, I might have a theme song or some theme music for this podcast. But right now, it's just be like me, raw, just my voice voice annoying you for god knows how long i've no idea how long these episodes are going to be but we'll just see how it goes and maybe as we get along the journey of this podcast a right podcast length will make sense it all depends so why a podcast because i want to talk about diabetes and being a diabetic and express my feelings and how i feel about it and, and how it affects my life the ups and downs the funny the unfunny the clean the explicit all the you know all the all the aspects of diabetes through my point of view i want to put across and hopefully you relate to it hopefully you see me and my life as a part of your journey and you know maybe i inspire you let you know that you're not alone going through these things and the thoughts that you feel and the feelings that you feel you're not alone i share them as well and hopefully we help each other get through this this uh don't know what you want to call it, this disease, this torment. I think diabetes is like, it's, it's a range of things. Like, I don't just see it as a chronic incurable disease. It's, it's a range of things, man. It's like, it's a teacher, man. That like, Being diabetic has taught me a whole lot of things, not just about diabetes, but about myself that I didn't know. It's been a great, like guidance and like again like a teacher to help me learn things like you know counting carbs and learning more about learning more about food and diet and uh you know healthy living healthy eating what's what's good to eat what's bad to eat uh and stuff like that man it's been a great teacher man it's been it's been a you know and i wouldn't say it's been a, a friend per such in the normal natural sense but it's always there diabetes is always there i say it's been a friend in a sense that it's helped me make better decisions in my life my diabetes has told me at times you know you probably shouldn't eat that maybe you should go to the gym more often maybe you should you know uh, exercise a bit more maybe you shouldn't uh you know be up too late because you know how diabetes can affect a range of things in our body and getting a good night's sleep is a great way to help tackle your diabetes, man. So it's been a friend in a sense where it's helped me make some great life decisions that I know if I make these choices now, later in life, I'm going to benefit from these things. This has been a great a friend that kind of like, you know, whispered some advice in my ear. But at the same time, it's been an enemy. It stopped me from doing things, stopped me from eating food, stopped me from going out. It stopped me from, you know, maybe uh, taking certain risks and going certain places, worrying about how I'm going to manage my diabetes in this way or that way. So it's, in case it's been, a, it's been a hindrance. It's been, I don't know, maybe enemy might be a strong word. It depends on your perspective. But it's definitely been a hurdle in my life, 100%. It's definitely been a motivator for me. It's motivated me to, uh, you know, start this gym life, like, maybe, like, five years ago. Ugh, can't remember how long it was ago. But when I definitely when I got diagnosed, I thought, you know what, I've got to be in the gym now regularly. Stay fit, stay healthy, because obviously the gym really helps to manage your diabetes, man. So it's motivated me in the gym. Like, okay, if I want to eat this now, maybe I should go to the gym later. Or maybe I should go to the gym later. Maybe I can eat certain uh, I want to say forbidden food because there's nothing really forbidden you know 
in the diabetic food world. That's the biggest misconception that non-diabetics think that we can't eat anything we like. We can actually eat what we like. But it's helped me like, you know, I want to have this second donut later. Go to the gym, you know. It'll be better on your diabetes if you go to the gym now and have the donut a little bit later along. It's definitely been a, a humbler for me. It definitely humbled me. I wouldn't say I was living the most reckless and wild lifestyle before I was diagnosed. But I was definitely... Living on the edge of certain parts, man. That my diet wasn't a hundred percent that it should have been. You know, I, I had Chinese a few times in the week. Then I shouldn't have. Sometimes all in a row, day after day after day after day. But you know, it's definitely humbled me. It definitely made me feel like you know what I have. A, if I want to live longer and have a better future, a more bright and prospect and I guess free, freer future. It's humble me to think, you know what, I've got to change my lifestyle, you know. I'm not indestructible, I'm not invincible, I'm not as uh I'm not as not I wouldn't say I'm not as strong as I thought I was, but you know, there was definitely it gives you literally you know you're vulnerable. It's good to know you're vulnerable so that you know you can work on your strengths. You need to know what you're weak at so you can improve on it and know what your strengths are, man. Weakness and strength go hand in hand. Uh it's definitely been a tool in my life, man. It's like giving me, you know, talk about benefits, man. I don't want to talk about benefits or being on benefits, but I'm I'm saying if you're a diabetic, you know, do your research. What benefits are you entitled to, man? You've got this disease this illness, this thing that's attached to you for forever. There is no cure as yet. We pray to God, we pray to the universe and the higher spirits and forces for a cure, but there is no cure right now. It's something that you have to live with for the rest of your life. So what are you owed, you know, to help you deal with that, man? Look at the your local government, your wider government, your councils. Just look online to see what benefits, man. You could be entitled to money benefits, things to help your lifestyle. You could get, you know, things reduced in prices because of diabetes. You just never know, man. So do your research, man. And things are ever-changing. What you're not entitled to today, you might be entitled to tomorrow, especially if you're, like, studying your university, man. Definitely speak to university and your, like, your job and employment and, and find out what you are entitled to as a diabetic man it might be even something as small as more breaks than everyone else man if you're a diabetic you might need more breaks to check your sugars to uh, a longer to, to eat uh, and stuff like that man so definitely let university and your job know you're a diabetic and what they can do to sort of like accustom to the fact that you're diabetic man i don't think people should be diabetic just going through it alone like there are things out there in place that you're entitled to so take it man why would you not take it man think everything has free money you wouldn't just not take free money is entitled to you and it might be money that you are entitled to and not just extra benefits man so definitely go and check that out definitely a tool in my life and it's helped me man it, it helped me secure uh a place to to live in london man if you're diabetic you're high risk so they've got a a higher priority to house you man so even stuff like that that you didn't even know that i didn't know that i figured out so whenever i'm in a new space new environment stuff like that i always figure out okay i'm diabetic man what am i entitled to man definitely during this pandemic being a diabetic makes me chronically or clinically high risk i think that's what they said in the letter clinically high high risk so i was entitled to stuff like you know online shopping i get like put in like in like up in the queue with like online shopping and and stuff like that and you know i didn't have to, i was told to stay indoors so i got free food delivered to my house by my local council man so stuff like that really helps and why not it's, it's free food man put your pride to the side man and take exactly what is yours man diabetes has also been like a wingman to of you um and to my fellow men out there that are diabetics man i've definitely 
been lucky in the field of dating because of my diabetes, man. Like, women where they're just, like, naturally nurturing people like a lot of women that I've met in my life find that I'm diabetic and they're all over it they want to help they want to just be there they have no idea how they can help and stuff like that they say the typical things like oh should I get your pen and inject the insulin into you if you are on the floor passed out which obviously the silliest thing that they can do but the principle behind it is they want to help and you know women like to help and if you are a a puppy in their eyes that needs to be taken care of, man. I'm telling you guys out there listening, man, it can really, really help. I don't know how that works for the flip side when it comes to female, women, girl, diabetics and men. I don't think we're as nurturing or caring as we should be. So um, I don't know. I haven't tested that out on the other side, but it definitely works for guys, man. I'm telling you, man, let her know you're diabetic, man. You don't know what benefits you could be entitled to in that department just being diabetic alone. I'm telling you, man. But welcome to the podcast, man. This is episode one. Um, I'm going to probably title it, What is Diabetes for Me? Let me know what is diabetes for you. How has diabetes affected your life positively as well as negatively? I think we dwell on the negatives so much because they stand out so much, man. Because like when you get diagnosed, it's not a great feeling it's not a great day it's a it's a day you'll always remember but it's not a day that you'd think you know this is a positive day it's, it's quite a negative day it's a shock it's a surprise you think to yourself what have i done wrong you start to blame yourself and stuff like that but then once you get over that man you can it can make it can be a positive thing it can definitely be a positive thing one of the greatest positive things about being diabetic is the diabetic community that i've like met online and like I've just indulged in man you meet so many people on Instagram Twitter and, and Facebook that are diabetic that like are just in search of other diabetics that they can share experiences with and share their emotions and the ups and the downs and, and the funnies man because you know what it's, some things about diabetes is actually it is actually hilarious something like I've had some funny moments with like diabetes man if I had to share one with you like diabetes as a disease it's like a like people care as like the, the, the level of care is like very like split it's like oh my god you're, you're diabetic how can I help da, 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 da. and then the next time you see you it's like the same level of care isn't there if you're the like the the funny part is, is like if you're taking good care of yourself whereas like your diabetes is under control people don't seem to care that you're diabetic it's like ah you're diabetic but he seems like he's alright he's not drop dead he's not hanging off the edge he seems alright he's doing everything that we're doing so ah so what with diabetic it's only if you're suffering and you're tired and you're you know your diabetic negative sides are showing do people actually care that you're diabetic it's like a, it's, it's the one disease in the world where it's like ah like okay you're diabetic like okay what you can't have a cookie all right man don't don't eat a cookie then like, you know what i mean it's it's pretty much what it is that you what you, you can't have a donut is, is that what it is like where it's not something as dramatic as i don't know man i don't know it's not sickle cell disease or cancer or all the other big like killers out in the world that people just automatically care about if you tell someone that you have cancer they they, they care all the time when they see you they care all the time. It's like one of the biggest things. You say you got sickle cell and stuff like that. People will just care 
naturally. Each time they see you, they die, they care. When it comes to diabetes, the moment they find out, they care. And then when they figure out, you know what, but this guy is doing all the things I can do. He's eating all the things I can eat. So uh, maybe diabetes isn't that bad. He'll get over it. So that's kind of, a, for me, you know, you might not find that as funny, but I find it funny the level of care or how spontaneous the care really is. And it's like every once in a while, they're like, oh, how's your diabetes going? You know, just like a little thing. I have to go. How's that little small disease thingy that you're tackling every single day that's hard that I don't know about? How's that going for you? You're doing all right? You're not, you don't look like you're dying. So I'm guessing things are all right. So let me just be polite to ask how your diabetes is going. Just to seem like I'm I'm caring about really and truly don't really care, man. So I just wanted to know what are the like ups and downs, funny, less memorable moments. We all have bad days when it comes to diabetes, man. I mean, the hypos and the hypers are not a good feeling whatsoever, man. But luckily for this pandemic, I've been all right when it comes to uh hypos. I've had no no lows. Um, that I can remember any. I haven't felt any lows. I probably had a few slight highs where the gyms have been closed. Uh, gym has been a big part of my life to like manage my diabetes, man. And when the government finally decided that the gyms are closing, I just feel like, oh, whole world is shattered, man. I didn't realise how much of a personality was in my my personality was invested in the gym until the gym closed. It's like, oh my days, I've become one of those gym people that can't survive at the gym. I just need to be in the gym. What I want to talk about is the gym. It's just like, oh. But I know that the like when you're hearing this podcast, it would be a week or just under a week until the gyms open again in the UK. And I'm going to be straight in there. I am never skipping legs day again. I appreciate legs day now that I just can't do it. There's a difference between like having it and not doing legs day. Now I can't do any day i appreciate all days chest shoulders back arms and especially legs i am not skipping any days i'm definitely not skipping cardio i used to be the worst for cardio in the gym i used to just hate it man just running boring in a spot for 30 minutes not doing it, it just feels like ugh. but i'm definitely not skipping cardio man and if you're you know if you wasn't a gym goer before this whole lockdown the whole pandemic wherever you are in the world where things start to open up definitely sign up to the gym gym is like it's your pff, i'm telling you man it's a guardian angel when it comes to managing that bite that your diabetes and again speak to your 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 doctors your gps and your councils man you may be entitled to a free gym membership or at least having the cost dramatically reduced if you know if you're diabetic man i feel like uh maybe a few years ago i was told that i could get a gym membership through my my gp or at least a free bike or something like that I don't actually remember. Maybe I, I need to take my own advice and get an update on, on that. But you definitely can be entitled to some sort of like fitnessy type things to help you manage your diabetes, man. Because anything, anything that helps, like do it, man. If it's like gym, uh, meditation, seeing friends, eating healthier, drinking more water, definitely drink a lot of water. I'm telling you, man, forget the foodie drinks, cut out even the diet stuff. I'm telling you, water is life, man. Like drink water, like switching my my drinking routine to just like carrying a bottle of water with me every single day, wherever I go and just drinking it and just like filling it up and like trying to drink as much as I can during the day has definitely helped me with my diabetes and you know what you know it's, it's not bad for your skin man drinking water is very good just all around man i would suggest getting one of those like filter things in your house where you just like the filter drugs i've had those in my house for oh years now and you know clean filtered water man goes a long long way you know so definitely drink a lot of water man but i want to know what is diabetes for you man please let me know however which way you can reach out to me uh at tight one 
podcast on Instagram that is type T-Y-P-E one spelled W-O-N because we are winners here. This is the winners edition. This is type one podcast. But my Instagram is type one diabetes, man. And you know what? Uh, that name, uh, when I thought of that name, I thought there's no way someone has not claimed that name before me. But Lord and behold, we're on Instagram and Twitter and everything else and that name was totally free and it's like wow I'm really a genius out here wow that was such a cool name and I thought that that would be the most obvious name but no one's done it or maybe everyone thought it's a bit corny not gonna do this maybe I just fell into a trap of corniness where I thought I've discovered over something that no one else has thought about but maybe there's a reason somewhere down the line that I'll discover why everyone just ignored that name when I was picking their Instagram names for the diabetes pages, man. But type one diabetes, man. I thought the name was like, you know, let's change our diagnosis. Like we, we get diagnosed as type two or type one, but let's actually change our diagnosis to type one. Let's win this. Winning doesn't necessarily mean it's not there anymore or winning. I mean, I mean, I guess the ultimate win would be a cure of diabetes but until then winning is basically living with it accepting it and finding a way to best live your best life with diabetes man so that is the whole concept behind my sort of like i guess my page and what i'm trying to do here especially with this podcast is help everyone you feel like you know what i maybe i was diagnosed with type one i was diagnosed with type two but i changed my diagnosis to type one i am a winner this disease does not control me. I can I control it. I am in control of what I eat, uh, where I go, how I manage it, how many times I, in- I inject myself. And we are, we, I mean, we have to, as diabetes, man, uh, one of the few diseases where we have to self-medicate multiple times a day. We have to check our own blood sugar levels. We have to inject our own insulin, change our own um, our, our own sites and, and stuff like that. We have to manage it ourselves, man, like, proper junior doctor type stuff man i don't know the top of my mind any other disease where you have to self-medicate so often like it's, it's it's actually crazy man so you are in control of it you have to be man because if you're not in control of it things things go bad no one can manage your diabetes for you no one can take your injection for you no one can check your blood sugars like for you you have to do it yourself you have to set a routine for yourself you have to literally save yourself man so if you want to change your diagnosis from type one or type two to type one to that you are a winner type one w-o-n then it's all up to you you know and you haven't got to do it alone man i'm here with you man i'm telling you i'm here with you and there's a big diabetic community online that is also here with you man and if you've you're struggling to find other diabetics to talk to to be with man reach out to me man type one diabetes one spot w-o-n and i will introduce you to a few people man a few friends that i've come to know online that you know i come to know as like my diabetes my diabetes friends man a lot of people who I, they inspire me and hopefully I inspire them and I get my advice from them and I see them eating healthily. It makes you want to eat healthily. I see them going to the gym. It makes you want to be in the gym more. It sees, it's, I see them wanting to talk more about diabetes and their diet, their uh, diagnosis and their condition and it makes me want to reach out and speak about mine and share stories, share tips, share advice, share emotions, share feelings, man, and share moments. There might be things that you have yet to go through as a diabetic that someone else is going through and you could learn from their ups and their downs before you you reach that stage in your diabetic career if that is a that's accurate description diabetic career your diabetic journey probably makes a little bit more sense and there's things that you know 
I've seen other people go through that I've not I've yet to go through uh, whether it's positive or negative and you know it helps me to prepare for when I eventually go go through that because I feel like we will all go through the same things on our journey just at different stages man so being around other people that go through it you know before you or you may go through it and then you can like you know pay it forward man give advice to those that get to go through it and help them through it man so definitely man like I've I've told many people man like if you like start a di uh, a diabetic page on YouTube on YouTube well you can do it on YouTube but Instagram um, I'm definitely gonna be do more YouTube content for diabetes that's coming up very very soon let's get this podcast up and running first before we talk about YouTube stuff but yeah it's like on a social media account for your diabetes man to reach out to other diabetics talk about diabetes man because some people feel like oh there's enough diabetic pages I don't need to start one no man start one. You don't know who you're going to inspire, man. I, I I, started my page because I just wanted to like express myself diabetically. If that's even a word. No idea. I'm, I'll probably get corrected if it isn't a word. But I wanted to express myself in that way. And I've been doing it for about, ooh, hmm, maybe a year and a half now, possibly. I've been doing it. I did it. Uh, I think I started it in November, Diabetes Awareness, Awareness Month in 2019. So last November would be a year, and we're now in April. So yeah, about a year and a half. And I just didn't know how many people I would aspire in my first year who reached out, love your page, love your content, love how you speak, love your energy. And it, it inspires me to want to do better, you know, in controlling my diabetes like and it's, it's it's likewise man there's people who have diabetic pages on instagram who definitely inspired me to want to take my disease more serious but also you know have have a bit of fun with it it hasn't got to be all doom and gloom and inspired me to be a quote-unquote better diabetic you know, I don't particularly believe in good or bad diabetics the same way there is no good or bad diabetes, but you can definitely be a better diabetic. There's always room to do better. No one is perfect. So it inspires me to be a better diabetic. And I hopefully, you know, this podcast, as the episodes go go on and the weeks go on and, you know, I get to episode 100, I've inspired those who listen to want to do better and in likewise when you reach out and say yeah i've heard the podcast this is my journey and stuff like that follow me and i can follow you guys and you know you can inspire me to continuously want to do better man so i don't just hit like a stagnant wall where i'm just like coasting being the same man it's always good to reflect and see how you can be better in all areas of your life you know and i feel like if you're managing your diabetes well and you you're better at at doing it and you get into a routine then it's like it's all transferable skills like how you manage your diabetes and how you schedule yourself and how how on it you are how on point you are that attitude and that work ethic will translate into your working life your relationships uh business fitness you you know it gives you the skills to self-manage man and you know what i know what to be honest if you if you're a diabetic man you should probably put it on your cv you know I, the the skills that it takes to self-manage your, di your diabetes is definitely employable skills that can transfer into the workplace. You're, you're on time. You're, you, you work to schedules. You work to definitely work to your own deadlines, man. Like you're self-motivated. Like you, you, you can be, you're independent. You can do things on your own. 
literally life and death situation right now. I, I, I'm managing it on my own. So what are these spreadsheets when it comes to saving a life? which is me. I'm saving my own life every single day. So, and I work to my own schedules and I take my insulin at the right times and, you know, I count my carbs and research what I'm eating and the calories and, and stuff like that. And, you know, I'm pretty sure these are all transferable skills that an employer can say, you know what, that work ethic that you do on yourself I could probably use someone like that who's self-motivated, self-driven in the workplace, man. So I, you know, I'm not a employment expert. I'm not a work counsellor. I, I can't say how, you know, professionally, how appropriate that would be to put your diabetes in your uh, list of experiences and what you can and can't do. But there's definitely skills in there that I feel like as a diabetic work in the workplace a hundred percent especially when it comes to like you know dealing with like people that are not diabetic and the questions and stuff like that and how to answer it and hearing the same questions and the same misconceptions over and over again having to keep a cool head and to answer them it sounds a bit like retail to me <laughs> it sounds a bit like you know when you're in retail you got you know bad customers it sounds like the tolerance and the patience you have to have with other people and your diabetes and, you know, they feel they know what's best for you and and stuff like that. You know, customer service seems a lot like that, man. And diabetes does teach you patience, man. You have to be patient, man. You can't rush the treatment. You can't rush anything, man. Everything takes time from when, even when you inject your, your insulin, it doesn't work straight away. You have to wait for it to kick in before you decide to eat. Well, that's the best practice anyway. You know, and you have to, you know, just your your diabetes, how you manage it has to be an automatic thing. You just have to think diabetes all the time, which can be mentally draining. It can be mentally draining. Like diabetes is constantly on our minds. It has to be. There can't be a moment in life where we don't consider our diabetes when we do anything from even leaving the house. Do I have my pens? Do I have my needles? Is is my thing fully charged? Have I got my, my diabetes uh, equipment and, and stuff like that with me? Have I got enough with me for the whole day? Have I got stuff to life? I have a, a lull. Have I got some snacks with me that I can eat and, and, and stuff like that? How long am I going to be away from home from... You know, do I have enough at home? Do I need to call the pharmacy and schedule a uh, some some uh, prescription in time for when I do run out and stuff like that, man? All these things is it's mentally draining because it has to be on our mind. Because the second we stop considering diabetes in any decision that we do make, it it can be costly, man. It can it can very much be costly. You have to you have to consider it, and you may not think you're considering it consciously. I'm telling you, it, it, you've got to a stage where you're just doing it automatically. You're not sat there thinking, okay, I'm diabetic. How is this how is this journey or this outing or this food or stuff like that going to affect me? You just automatically thinking, you know what? Okay, I'm going out to a restaurant that I've never been before, so 
you know maybe I just search the, the menu online and even that might be automatic or I'm going to be out of the house for this long so I know how much diabetes stuff I need to carry with me or even even stuff when it comes to carb counting man like when you've carb counted for years on end you just have this like sixth sense of okay I know that's 30 grand just by looking at it I know that's 50 grand just by looking at that plate I know how much carbs is in it and obviously it's best to double check with you know if you know if you keep labels or you have the nutrition information online or on the menus but you know you figure out that nine times out of ten when you do double check your estimates are all right you've been doing it for so long so long you just know what 30 g's 10 g's 20 50 you just know what it looks like in food and and on on a plate man and it just becomes automatic it really does come automatic, man. And that's it's mentally draining, man. And you don't know until you have a bad day where things ain't going right, where you have to be more conscious about the decisions you make to like maybe fix a fix your, your levels where, okay, I need to consciously think about stuff now. And all the things that you normally think about automatically are things that are front and center of your mind where you have to like manually now think about these things. Do you realize, oh snap, like I do this day to day to day to day automatically because I've trained myself to do that. And today I've realized how many decisions I have to make for such a small trip that, you know, it's, it can be overbearing, man. So, like, you know, as we go along, man, as we supposed to go along, we'll talk about diabetes and, and mental health and how it affects us mentally, physically, and even spiritually, man. How, you know, how does religion relate to diabetes and how you sort of, like, manage it, man? What do religious scriptures say and, and stuff like that, man? And how, how spiritual are you, man? Did you, you know, did you find God because of your diabetes? Or did you lose hope in a God because your diabetes? Or are you neither here nor there? Did it have no effect on you spiritually? You stayed with God or you just stayed without God? Or did it make you curious and consider yourself, man? Because, you know, you think to yourself, you know, why me? Why why am I diagnosed? Especially with me, I was I was healthy, pretty much. My diet wasn't the best, but I wasn't going overboard. I was healthy. I was, you know, playing sports here and there. Tall, handsome, very, very handsome. Still am handsome, by the way. Very, very tall, very, very handsome, very, very fit. So when I got diagnosed with diabetes, it's like, how? Why? How did that happen? That makes totally no sense. Because, you know, I was ignorant of the fact at that time. It's like, how can I be fit and get diagnosed with diabetes? Diabetes is an old person to see. It's a quote-unquote fat person to see it's someone who's unhealthy and just indulges in food and eats too much sugar and then you do your more you, you do your research do your learning you realize that you can be diagnosed with diabetes at any point in your life at any stage of fitness or unfitness you know it doesn't it doesn't really really matter so you know if you're going through something like that do you think why me why me god out of nowhere life's going good and then wham Here's this disease you're giving me with out of nowhere that is going to be stuck with me for the rest of my life. That's going to force me to push myself and challenge myself and focus on myself. And then maybe you thought to yourself, you know what? Diabetes has actually been a blessing because, yeah, it, I was healthy and fit, but it humbled me and it calmed me down and it made me think more about mortality and the possibility of dying. And it's made me, you know take a few more precautions and think about 
the next stage of life after death and what legacy I want to leave on earth when I go, whether it be through diabetic complications or anything else peacefully in my sleep. It made you think about your mortality, how you want to leave the world, what impression do you want to leave behind? And it is one of the reasons why I started this this journey, like creating a diabetic page and speaking about my diabetes is like, the I want to leave behind a legacy of charity, but like charity in the sense that helping those who need it. And I definitely need help. I don't think you can go through life being this lone wolf, this lone soldier, this one man band. Everyone needs help. Everyone does. At some point in someone's life, in anyone's life, you need help. Whether you accept it or not, it's all down to you. It's all down to you whether you accept the help or not, but everyone at some point needs help. And I believe every single day people need help, but I think we've got a custom, with, especially your diabetics, to just like self-medicating and self-doing things by yourself. You become super independent and that super independency leaks into other areas of your life where you just like, because you're, di- you're just independent with your diabetes, you want to be independent doing everything else and, you know, maybe you deny yourself the help that you need in other areas, maybe work life, relationship life and stuff like that. And it could be a hindrance. It can be a hindrance, man. As well as, you, as I said before, there are probably transferable skills that can help you. There, you may also develop habits that can hinder you in other areas of your life because you are diabetic. And the habits that maybe work for a diabetic person may not work in the other areas of your, your life, man. So it's all thing to consider. It really is all thing to consider, man. And hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm, ex- I'm just exploring. I'm exploring as the podcast episodes go on, we maybe dive deeper into these these things and have a discussion. But you know, it's definitely you know mind opening to just like talk about these things, man. Hopefully, you open up my mind into you know you know maybe we should talk about this, speak on this, and maybe I learn something just by speaking about it. Maybe I just unlock things, man. And it may this podcast may forced me to do a bit more research into diabetes and stuff like that man i feel like there is still a lot of stuff about diabetes that i do not know despite having it you know this is like having diabetes is very much a practical thing you learn from doing it like it's i don't know anyone that before they were diabetic before they got diagnosed knew a great deal about diabetes and how to manage it and to control it and to live with it it's a it's a pretty much you know what you have it now so you better learn quick and fast because if you don't, you're going to be in problems, man. So you, you may know how to practically have diabetes, but there may be some theories and some science behind it and some clever long words to describe things that you may not know, but you just know how to do it, man. It's like you know how to ride a bike, but do you know every single component of the bike and why this works and why that works and how it works? Probably not. But you know how to ride a bike, you know? So hopefully that analogy transfers. You come to know that I'm just like the analogy king. I can find an analogy that fits perfectly with any situation, man. Uh, You know, as wild as some analogies may be as the future goes on, they make sense. They make sense, man. I take pride in my analogies, man. They, They work. They work. They work. But do, man, if you're listening right now, please uh, do reach out and let me know you're listening. Definitely uh, say subscribe, follow. Definitely follow me on my Instagram. Subscribe to the podcast. Uh, I'm going to figure out 
which platforms is best to host this podcast as things go on and definitely check out other podcasts man in terms of diabetes man like this this diabetic podcast it's gonna be very much uh experiential type of podcast man i'm not here to give you the breakdowns of definitions and the long words and the science behind it there are better people and better podcasts where you can get that knowledge from this is just more like okay man like I'm going to put this on and I just want to hear a nice, funny, handsome sounding young man talk to me about his experience with diabetes and find some sort of relation with it. And you might be on your way to work listening. You may be sat at home relaxing listening. Definitely put this on if you're having a hypo or a hyper, your diabetes up and down. This may relax you to let you know that you got someone here to talk you through it. So, you know, you know what I mean, man. This is this is this is a podcast for for that. You know, it's it's just going to be a free flowing diabetic podcast, and I I I I I'm, I'm I probably I'm going to have special guests on at some point. I just don't want this to be like guest heavy because again, there are there are better podcasts that have guests on every single week that I don't want to subtract from. They 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 do it well. And that's not the, the lane I want to go through. I want to just like, you know, just be the solo voice. And I only want to bring a guest on if I feel like, okay, having a guest on actually adds to the point because I may not be, you know, as intellectually competent as I would like to be about certain things. And it's better to have somewhat of an expert, whether it's in terms of, you know, academic expertise or experiential where they've gone through something I haven't gone through so it's better for them to speak about it and for me to share knowledge that they might share with me to to you so it makes a lot of sense man it does make a lot uh, a lot of sense but this podcast what is diabetes to 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 me what is diabetes to you what is diabetes it's many things it's many things and I think if you're only seeing it as a disease as a burden as a problem then you're really putting yourself in a narrow hole in just life, period, man. Um, as 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 bad as things can be, I feel like there's always some good and some bad in everything. I don't think everything is totally bad. I don't think everything is totally good. Everything has an element of everything in it. So if you're struggling to find the the, the good side of being diabetic i can definitely help you definitely help you the fact that you are managing your diabetes and you know you've taught yourself to do that it just you know it just shows how strong you are you've it's given you a chance to see how strong you are how you deal with these things because a diabetic diagnosis is very much it's like snap here you go you've got that now deal with it there is no right you know it'll give you a week to process your diabetic and then in a week's time, we're going to give you diabetes and there you go, handle it. So you've got a week to process it, get your diabetes stuff, work things out. No, the second you are diagnosed with diabetes, it's here's what you have. Here's how you might have it. And here's how you deal with it. And off you go to deal with it. We'll give you help when you need it. But off you go, take these pens, take this kit. And there you go. There's there's diabetes you know you know it's it's like leaving hospital and coming home with a baby except that baby stays a baby it never 
it never really grows up and leaves the house it just stays with you and maybe it does mature maybe it does grow up but it just never leaves the house it stays with you it matures with you and you have to mature very quickly having that being diagnosed with di- diabetes at whatever age forces you to grow up substantially in age you have to diabetes is not a when i say it's not a young person disease not that young people can't get it but if diabetes was a person it wouldn't be a young person it would be born an adult that makes you have to do adult things at whatever age whether you're ready or not so if you're not an adult you're diagnosed at the age of 12 you've got an adult in your life making you do adult things and make adult decisions if you are an adult and you're not quite about that adult life it snaps you into it because you have to be man it has to be diabetes it 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 doesn't care for age whatsoever doesn't care for person i would say to some degree i'm not a doctor but i don't think it really cares much on ethnicity man different people it affects different people in different ways but there is no discrimination man like you have diabetes and you have to deal with it full stop it's not oh you're 12 years old so ah, you can be diabetic one day and maybe three days a week you can have your non-diabetic days and then you know we give you bank holidays off it's like no i don't care how old you are it's time to make adult decisions and think about things in a mature way because if not i'm going to either force you to live that lifestyle or you know i'm taking us both out we're both just gonna just slowly wither away so if you're if you're managing it and even if you're at this point you're listening and you feel like you're not managing it well the fact that you are making a conscious decision to manage it and you're making steps to positively manage it is a good thing I'm telling you, it's a very, very good thing. It shows that you've got fight. You're not giving up. You're willing to learn. You're willing to try things to make your life better and and easier because you're living with a disease that isn't letting go. Isn't letting go and isn't isn't going to let up. Like, you have your good days because you're on top of it. Not because diabetes decided it's going to be easy today for you. That, that diabetes is you know it doesn't it diabetes doesn't have its up and down days it has days it has one mode diabetes whether you're big small whether you're old or young diabetes has one mode one way of attack and it all depends whether you have a good day and you on top of all of that or you have a bad day we will have our bad days and you let it defeat you but diabetes doesn't have an off day your good days when you're diabetic isn't because diabetes diabetes you know let off a little bit took his foot off the gas let you have that good day because you needed it no you have that good you have that good day with your diabetes because you fought for that good day and you won so every single good day that you have celebrate it Trust me, I celebrate every good day I have with diabetes, man. And I'm not, I'm not having lavish parties, but even it's just a conscious like, you know what, today was a good day. Well done. And with your bad days, yeah, okay. You can only fight for so long, man. We're, we're, we're human, we're not robots, we're not Avengers. You come to know I'm a big Marvel Avengers fan. You come to know, <laughs> listen to this podcast. 
But we have our bad days where, you know, we get chinks in our armor. And diabetes takes advantage of that chink in our armor. And some days it comes on top. And it might be for not, it might not be for the whole day. It may be an hour or so where diabetes gets on top of you and then the next hour you've shoved that bad boy right in the hole that it needs to be in. You're the boss. So your bad days are are not because you're not good enough. It's because you've been fighting for so long and you don't get a rest of your diabetes. There is no rest day with diabetes. There is no off-season. There is no pre-season. There is no international break with diabetes. It's match day every single day. Every single day is championship game. It is. Every single day is game five. FA Cup final. World Cup final. Every single day with diabetes is that. There is no days off. So your good days are because you are a winner and you've won. And you, you know, you've come on top of that. And your bad days isn't because you're bad at it. It's just that, you know, you don't, you, you can't, you know, you can't, it's impossible to win every single battle. It's impossible. If you're fighting something every single day, there's going to be days when just through exhaustion alone, they're not as efficient, you're not as battle ready, and it takes advantage of that. And it's going to take advantage. Diabetes tries to take advantage of you every single day. So don't think your bad days is because you're a bad diabetic or you're managing it badly. It's because you've been doing so well for so long, you're tired and you're human. So it's okay to be tired and, you know, need a rest that you're just not going to get with this, di- with this disease, but you fight on and yeah, for a day or two or a, or a week, it may be up and down and get the best of you, but think about the war. You're winning the war. Diabetes wins battles. We win the war. We are tight one winners. You see how I did this? Yeah, I just like brought it back to type one. Oh man, I'm good. I'm very, very good. <laughs> so this is a type one podcast, man. The winner's edition, man, because we are winners. We're going to win this disease. We're going to change our diagnosis to type one a day at a time. There is no type losers because we're all winners. The second you get diagnosed with diabetes and you decide I'm going to fight this and control it, you're a winner. That's it. That's, that is literally... The baseline that is the criteria the second you make the conscious decision to fight back and to control it you are a winner because not controlling it you know the, the consequences of it and the fact and, and if you you know living with it and accepting it and fighting it every single day i'm telling you man if, you know we don't get awards for being diabetic but i'm telling you we'd, we'd all get one we'd all get that oscar that bafta nominee You'd all get that trophy, man. If being diabetic wasn't actual sport, I'm telling you, man, it, it 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 wouldn't be a sport because there'd be too many winners. We'd all win it because the second you decide, you know what? No, this isn't going to be me. It's not going to define me. You know, yes, I'm diabetic, but I'm still me, and it's not going to be the controlling part of my life. Yeah, I need to keep on top of it because again, it's fighting you every second of the day, but I am strong, mate. I am incredible to the point where it can fight and bang on my door every single day 
It's not going to win. It's not going to win. So we are winners. We all win. We all deserve medals and awards and stuff like that because, you know, when you speak to non-diabetics about diabetes and the routine you go through, how much time you've got to inject yourself, what's the common thing they say, non-diabetics? Oh, I can never do that. Oh, I can never, I can never do that. I can never inject myself. Oh, look at that needle. Oh, I can never do it. Oh, look at the blood. Oh, no, I can never do it. And you know what? You have to believe them. It's not until you're diabetic and you have to do it do you get the strength and unlock the willpower to actually do it. So it's true. Non-diabetics cannot live a diabetic's life. They couldn't do it. They haven't unlocked the part of them where the willpower and the drive and the motivation gets them to do what is necessary to save their own life. But they've never had to save their own life every single day, every second of every single day. So believe them when they say they can't do it, man. And, you know, they, it may sound like, oh, I can never do that. They, they put it across like, oh, I can never do that. I don't know how you do it. I'm a, I'm, a one, I'm a winner, that's why. I'm a warrior, that's why. The reason why I can do it and, and you can't is because I am a winner. I choose life. And by saying that you could never do that means that you, you choose to lose every single time. And we're winners. We're type one. We're type winners. We don't, we don't lose out here. Winning is in our DNA. As much as being diabetic is a part of us, so is being a winner. Being diagnosed with diabetes unlocks the winner's gene inside all of us. Because we all decide we're going to tackle this and fight this and we win. Every single day that we win, it unlocks the winner's gene in us. So yes, I am saying we're X-Men and we're mutants. <laughs> but we, 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 we are superheroes, man. We are superheroes. We're fighting this invisible internal disease and the biggest enemy to fight man is not external it's not on the outside the, the biggest win the biggest enemy you could possibly have to face is the one inside you that's the biggest enemy the one inside you the one that no one sees the one no one no one can relate to the one that no one has to fight except for you the one that you have to put on your battle armor and fight every single day that's the biggest enemy. And every single day we fight it and we we win. More times than we lose. And even when we lose, it's not really losing. We're just tired. All right, yeah, you can win this battle, man. I'm tired. You wait wait until I get my breath back. Then you do. So enjoy this moment that means that you have over me for this slight moment. It's this this minuscule of a time period amongst the bigger picture that I'm having a bad day because I'm tired. And enjoy it, diabetes, because once I catch my breath, you're, you're gonna wish. You're gonna you're gonna wish that you did have an off button. I'm gonna make you wish you had an off button. The way I'm going to fight and tackle you to the point where I'm not even going to think about you that deeply for the next six months. Because for six months I'm gonna be so on top of my stuff on top of you that you're just going to be a distant memory you're going to be an automatic memory where I'm just automatically kicking your ass automatically 
taking my medicine, taking my my insulin, taking my blood sugar levels, doing my appoint- appointments, eating healthfully, going to the gym so automatically that it's like I'm not even consciously thinking about I've got to do this because I'm diabetic. I'm just doing it because that's my lifestyle now. I live a winner's lifestyle. So enjoy these moments, diabetes, where you may you may be on top for a moment. That one day that you wanted to be on top is going to cost you six to seven to eight months of defeat. So enjoy that day because we always come out stronger. We're winners. I think I'm going to leave it there, man. I think that's a great length to start episode one of a podcast, man. Um, thank you for tuning in this long if you have tuned in do follow me on Instagram at type1diabetes that's one spelled W-O-N type1diabetes uh, I also have that on Twitter um, I'm not really on Twitter on my diabetes page on Twitter I just I just made that account because I thought you know what it's such a great great name that no one's thought about let me secure it on Twitter just in case someone thinks you know what let me just take it from Twitter so I've got that on Twitter um Maybe at, maybe at some point I'll try and be more active on Twitter, but definitely with my Instagram page, Type1Diabetes, I'm going to try and be as active as I can on there. And uh, yeah, reach out to me, let me know you listen to the pod, let me know you've enjoyed it, what things I can do better, what things you want to see or hear me talk about. Um, I say see because eventually I, w- I do want to film these. So you can just see how handsome I am. You know, diabetes does not affect my handsomeness. Telling you, man, I was handsome before I was diabetic and I'm handsome afterwards. I am beautiful, as you will come to see and know. Um, yeah, but I, I thank you for listening and, and tuning in. Uh, follow me, uh, reach out, talk to me, speak to me. Um, I love yours, I appreciate yours. And this was episode one of your tight one podcast, the winner's edition. And I shall see you episode two. Whether that be, I haven't got an upload schedule as of yet. These will drop as and when. And once the episodes get going, I get into a routine of recording, then I'll figure out, okay, what's the best day to uh, release episode? Because like on my diabetes page, I've got people from across the globe, the UK, the US, Canada, Spain and stuff like that, man. You guys really do reach out to me from all corners of the globe. So I, I can't say one time yet. I need to pick a time that's roughly sensible for everyone. It's not going to work perfectly, but I'll figure out a day and a time that kind of works for everyone to sort of like, okay, it's going to be this day and this time every single week or maybe every single two weeks. We'll see. We'll see. I want to do every single week. My heart wants to do every single week. But, uh, you know, life doesn't work out that way sometimes. So uh, it might be every single two weeks. I definitely don't want to do, I don't, I'm definitely not going to do like once a month. That would be too, too long, man. Um, so my my heart says episode once a week. My brain says every single two weeks. And then maybe drop a special episode here and then within the two weeks to sort of like, you know, you guys will miss me. I know you will miss me. So there you go. There you go. So this is episode one. Things ain't totally worked out, but I thought, you know, let me just press record and let you know how things are and what things are about and some of the plans I have in the future. And I feel this is a good way to kick off episode episode one. So 
uh, I thank you. I haven't got a slogan for this podcast as yet, but I'll figure it out. All right. One. Oh, maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. One. Type one. One is <laughs> in, you know, W-O-N. All right. Peace. One. <laughs> maybe that will stick. Maybe it's not. We'll see.